podcast is about taking media action, find the problem, fix the problem. This is your opportunity. It's either a hell yes or a fuck no. It's that simple. <laughs> now is the time to take action. Now's the time to do more and be more. All right. Welcome everybody to Tango One Podcast. I'm Tony Smith, your host today. I am joined by my good friend, garage gym trainer and West Side tactical instructor, volunteer fireman and all around great guy, Corey Voltaggio. Uh, you guys know Corey, he's been on the show a few times and he's sitting in for Casey today. Uh, we wanna, we're just gonna, you know, shoot the shit. We're sitting over coffee. You got your coffee for me, man? What do you got? Oh yeah, I do. You got that? Yes. Nice, all right, he's got the dad. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who can't see, he's got his dad dog. Corey is a prideful father of two uh, dogs, and uh, he loves them. You've seen them all over his Instagram if you haven't followed him. So as always, the, the idea of this show is to encourage you to do more and be more, uh, pick apart your weaknesses, make yourself aware of them, and then make an action plan, take action against them immediately. So we try to put people into our network that can do so. Uh, if you guys don't know Corey's backstory, this dude's lost over 100 pounds. Uh, you know, set a goal to lose weight, set a goal to become a trainer at the garage gym when he joined. The guy just keeps achieving them. And the best part about Corey is like 100 pounds wasn't good enough. Now he's like set his sights on being like the fittest guy in the gym. He's constantly chasing me and pushing me to be better because of I don't want to lose to this guy. So welcome to the show, Corey. Let's go. Thank you, Tony. Great introduction. Appreciate that. <laughs> all right man so let's just start on that let's start on the topic of coffee man i want to make this one you are just like a wealth of knowledge when it comes to uh to nutrition and you know fitness in general but i think i like to talk a lot about nutrition with you you're kind of protégéing under danny with uh the fuel program at the garage gym but you also bring without your certifications you're currently running that precision fit uh, nutrition course which is a great course but you also bring oh, yeah. it just like, just like Danny, you're just like an avid reader and you just love to soak in knowledge. So let's talk about coffee, man. What, coffee is one of those things that it's been explained to me that it's because of the way it's steeped, it's actually one of the most, uh, one of the most like uh, chemically, if you're using chemicals, can you kind of go into that with me a little bit and what coffee you might choose? Well, it's crazy. Coffee is one of those things that like, obviously the addictive properties to it it's the caffeine right it's if you look at it it's technically a drug but uh at, at the same time like it's a it's a great natural way of getting uh if you want to get that little energy kick or whatever but um with coffee i kind of like to adapt like i'm not gonna go down the rabbit hole with it but i like to just do like fats in my coffee with a little bit of protein I find a little bit of clarity when I do that. Um, but for the most part, I, I use it, I use it for just for the, for the caffeine aspect of it, just to give me that kick in the morning or kick throughout the day if I need that little extra. But then again, I know 
with the caffeine and myself included like with coffee the more you have the more you become uh, adapted to it so i kind of I try to go, I do my very best. I haven't done what you've done before. I'm going to complete kickoff for like 30 days, but I've done like two weeks of like no coffee, no caffeine, kind of adapt more of the, the, the teas other than that. And I feel felt myself uh, enjoy coffee a lot more. And then the benefits of it from just going off and on and giving my body a little bit of a break. Oh man, I, yeah. For me, when I uh, I did the AIP, what's that autoimmune? What's the piece name for autoimmune plan? I, I don't know. So basically, kicked Sorry. off all kinds of things out of my system to try to fix. I had some uh, stomach issues going on, and I kicked the coffee. And I will tell you, man, four days in, the headaches that I had were unbelievable. Like to the point where I thought there was something else wrong with me. And Danny's like trying to coach me through this. She's like. You know, you, I'm not a big sugar person, so I kick sugar too, but a little bit still getting fried some of that, but also kicking the coffee, I was dying. And so with that coffee, like we preach a lot of organic things at the garage gym, you know, and, and a lot of people do. I, I really think if, you know, if you tried an organic uh, strawberry versus a, a strawberry grown on, you know, in a, in a, uh, you know, under pesticides, all those things, there is a difference in the taste. But with coffee, uh, Danny really preaches it, and I believe in this very much, is because we buy organic coffee because you're steeping it with water, right? So you're actually extracting all the juices out of those beans and then putting them into a cup and consuming it. So if there's one thing I recommend to people, it's like one of the first things I do to recommend to people if they're going to go with a healthier lifestyle, a little more chemical-free lifestyle is to kick the coffee, the, the cheaper coffee, and spend your money. If you're going to be drinking coffee, two to three coffees a day, spend your money on the better coffee, the better quality bean. I go with... Uh, kicking horse i think it's out of bc what what's your brew of choice yeah i do the same thing uh you guys actually Dan, i'd be honest you and danny got me on that um uh, for years if, i'll admit to it i'll right admit to it right now i used to be one of those guys when I was younger starting in the coffee i used to do that instant coffee stuff oh man and, oh. <laughs> horrible and you know what my stomach did not like that shit no wonder why coffee just didn't sit right with me so I stopped for a while because I that's how I got onto it with the instant coffee and then I started getting a little more into it and learning a lot about it and yeah the the organic blend and something with a lot more um uh natural way of processing get out of the you know the factory situation it kind of like your body absorbs it and adapts way better to it. 100%. I think it's hilarious. So, so people, man, I was this guy. That's why I can speak to some of this. And I know you probably have some of these same habits. When I first got into coffee, I was, I was working in a lumber yard. It was like, I'm telling you, this lumber yard is one of the reasons why I am built the way I am right now is because like all I did was sling like bags of cement, drywall, two by fours, patio stones, 120 pounds. I was probably 130 pounds trying to pick these damn patio stones up. And you had to be there bright and early in the morning. And it was before I'm old, right? So it was before they had these huge like warehouses where they now keep the wood inside at Home Depot and shit, right? We were outside in the elements and I started drinking coffee just to, like, just to warm myself up. And, you know, after nights of drinking when I was 17, 18 years old and I would dump sugar in it, dump cream in it. And it wasn't, it didn't taste like coffee. Then when I got in the police department, I was down to a double double by then. Then I went down to a regular, so one coffee, one, you know, one cream, one sugar, one milk. Then it was just milk. 
right? And then all of a sudden it was black. And then once you got to the black coffee, you actually taste the coffee. And that's when I found that like, you know what, now it's like Starbucks or bust for me, man. When I'm going to go out and grab a coffee, it's got, I feel like it's, I, I've become just accustomed to like a finer taste of coffee because I'm not masking it. The other thing that happens with that is I'm not, you know, if you're drinking three to four coffees a day or, you know, that which is excessive a little bit, I mean, not for me, but if you're drinking even two to three coffees and you're putting a tablespoon of sugar in every day, like what is the amount of sugar a person is supposed to have in a day, Corey? Do you know that number? It's like, uh, I, I don't want to ballpark this right off my head. I think, I think it's like, oof, I don't think you want to be over like, I don't think you want to be over 50. Now, again, like where your sugar's coming from or is a big right. product too of that. Like there's sugars in sweet potatoes, there's sugars in fruits, but at the same time, like, um, it's hard. It's that's hard. There's, there's so many, there's so many standards everyone will go by, but I want to say you don't want to go over 50. That's my, I think like you don't even need more than like seven or something crazy, or, right? Yeah. Like, like no, we're no, getting out of our lane a little bit, but like what yeah. I'm saying there is like you're like tripling your amount of sugar that you need in a whole day with just the right. coffee. So then now when I go and I eat a sweet potato, I eat a piece of fruit, we're getting in more sugar, more sugar, because sugar, 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 right? It's just coming from different sources. And at least when I eat the, the peach or a raspberry or whatever, I'm getting you know some good things with that sugar. And I just think that's an easy, simple way to cut out. And then, and then let's talk about yeah. fats. Like you mentioned putting fats in your coffee, but people realize when you put in cream in your coffee, now you have three coffees a day. You know, a guy like me, my fat level is pretty low. I know like Danny likes to prescribe fats higher for women, lower for men. And, you know, a fat level for, you know, a guy like me, I'm actually going to surpass my fats in just cream over the course of that day. If I'm just right. having three coffees with, you know, a double cream. Now, when I go to have an avocado or I have some ground beef or I have a steak, I'm like just taking my macros and shooting them up through the roof. Uh, so that's a simple, simple solution for people to cut some sugar, cut some, uh, you know, some creams or fats out of their bodies. What's so go ahead, man. Yes, you want to say something? No, no, it's fine. A big thing with sugars, I find that people lose the, we lose, and I've done it for years where like, Sugar is a carbohydrate, right? But you also can get carbohydrates and sugar. Like, so a sweet potato has so much sugar, but carbohydrates. But if you look at oatmeal, for example, oatmeal has zero sugar, but a ton of carbohydrates. So those are the carbohydrates we're looking to look for, right? So the high fibrous carbs, stuff like that. Like if you can definitely dial your sugar down to, you can have like, yeah, seven grams of sugar a day, but you can be getting like 150 grams of carbs with zero sugar. That's kind of where I find the balance between a high carb and a high sugar diet. Like if we can just, you can have all the carbs all day, but I believe that if you just slow your sugar intake down, that's definitely going to make a huge dramatic, uh, huge dramatic uh, in your, in the way you break down the energy on how you feel, get rid of all those insulin spikes so hard with that sugar spike, you can kind of just refine it throughout the day. So what are you putting in your, your fats coffee? So there's some people like to do this. Like, you're not a keto guy though, right, Corey? 
No, 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 definitely not. I track and again, like those fats that I put on my coffee are the fats I have through the day. So I like to have my fats. Um, I find that when I have a carbohydrate meal, I feel a little, um, I don't know, they call it brain fog, I guess, if you want to call it like a little lethargic. But so what I do is in the morning or whenever I'm more productive, I like to have fats and protein. So I'll put an MCT oil in there, or I have been experimenting with a couple companies like uh, Strong Coffee's one of them or Four Sigmatic. They have like emulsified uh, MCT oils, which are like powder coffees, which I actually put into my coffee and mix it up a little bit. So you're also getting that collagen. I also put collagen protein. Um, and sometimes I'll put a half scoop of like HQ protein in there to kind of give it a little bit of a kick. And uh, yeah, sometimes some cinnamon, but MCT oils uh, or coconut oil is what. Um, and the uh, occasional time I'll put some maybe ghee, ghee butter. A little bit of everything. So you're using that as almost like a meal though. That, that first. Coffee. Yes. And it keeps me kind of that sustained, like what I talk about sustained energy, I kind of feel like I'm, I don't have such, my stomach's not digesting. I'm like more, my body's more focused on like getting stuff done throughout the day. Um, I'm moving, but I'm also hitting my good fats and I'm also putting my proteins in there where it's kind of keeping me uh, that, that, and then with that caffeine and that coffee kind of keeps me a little sustained throughout the day. So like I can push my next meal to let's say, um, one o'clock but the reason for that because i'm a big eater i know myself i love big meals so like i don't like to have like six meals per day i like to have like three big ones and then i feel uh, satisfied and sustained that way so that's how i kind of push my meals so instead of having like a high meal for breakfast i kind of just push it a little bit and then go on from there nice so one thing going back for people Make sure you don't uh, don't take our our word on those numbers. Those who are just Corey and I pulling our, our numbers out of a, out of our asses, basically. We didn't prep for that question or anything, but um, and we are both of us, myself especially, getting out of our lanes for a little bit. So one of my tricks with coffee that I've uh, passed on to people that did our six week transformation and that I do with all of uh, my tactical life uh, coaching members is that I tell people like I didn't want to be reliant on coffee to wake up, so I don't want to like roll out of bed I and mean, there are mornings where this happens but i don't want to roll out of bed and just like need a coffee and i want a coffee i don't need a coffee that's kind of like the difference for me so one of the things i do is right when i get out of bed and there's all uh i take lemon i actually prepared the night before i take a lemon i cut it in half i squeeze it into a mason jar i throw it in there fill that mason jar with water i throw i don't really measure the salt i just do like a bunch of like i have a salt uh himalayan salt grinder I push, 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 you know, a bunch of that into the water. And then first thing I do when I get up is I chug that, I refill it, and then I go and I start whatever I have to do. When I'm done that second mason jar of water, I've earned the right to have a coffee because I find that myself, one, I'm delaying the reward. We In this world, we everybody wants reward, immediate gratification. So I try to delay the reward. So it's a little bit of like, it's a mind game for myself. It's a proving of toughness, which sounds like ridiculous, but these little tests all day long, little wins, and it's also something that sets me in the right pace to get my water because that's something I'm always struggling. So if you're listening and you want to try to give yourself just something a little bit different, get up in the morning, chug a bunch of water, 
And then when you have that coffee at 9 a.m. when you're at work, it's just so delicious and you're so appreciative to have it instead of like getting up and needing it. Maybe not even necessarily enjoying it because you're just pouring the trouble mug and you're running up the door. Yeah. And like, Tony, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole with like, and that's a great, like I've got on that habit um, and I do it every morning for sure. And another thing with the energy and the coffee, just, I'm not going to go crazy with it, but a lot of the things I think we, we lose that sometimes it's not the caffeine we need. Um, it's sometimes maybe the electrolytes. So the salt, the magnesium, potassium, like those things kind of replenish your body. And it kind of gives you that little spike of energy that maybe your body was telling you think you need caffeine, but maybe you actually just need to replenish with some electrolytes and hydration. So isn't it crazy that when, I mean, I'm a little older than you, obviously, but I, I think you're probably in the same boat. When I was growing up, everybody's like, don't put salt on that. Don't put salt on that. But they would fucking hand you a tub of margarine. No problem. Like, I think it's so funny how the world has changed. We're now I'm putting salt in my water and avoiding mullet. Mar- I mean, I haven't had a thing of margarine in 30 years or something, but like, you know what I'm saying? It's just such a hilarious way that, you know, people jump all in on something and then we go all out on something and, you know, one day we'll margin come back. I have no idea, but I doubt it. <laughs> but, you know, the, like Corey said, so the reason I put the salt in there and I don't know the science behind it, I'm like, I'm the same with working out as I am with nutrition. I am not a scientist. I'm a doer. And then I, I like just kind of see how it makes me feel. And I know that when I put the water, the salt in the water, it makes me feel more replenished. And it's the electrolytes along the same lines of Gatorade, but without the, the spike in sugar, right? So a bunch of salt in there makes me just feel very replenished, very like not thirsty. And I feel great. And I feel like that for me takes away the mind fog is that just that like cleansing of my body with just a bunch of water for lack of a better description. I think that Tony, like that salt thing, man, I could go on for days with that one. But like, I think just with like me growing up to, you know, doctors will say, oh, you have high blood pressure, you know, stop, you know, they'll, they'll, I'm not just saying this in general, but like, you know, stop eating salt. Well, it's easy for us to be like uneducated, be like, okay, where's the salt? Oh, it's on the salt table. I'm going to throw that out. But realistically, if you looked at what you were eating, like all the processed foods, all the frozen dinners, all that stuff had like a million times more salt than you can ever salt a food. I think that that's where the miseducation went due to the fact of like the high salt diets cause a high increase in blood pressure, which it does. But then again, you could salt your food as much as you want. If you don't eat processed foods, um, you're not going to go over in your salt. I'll tell you that right now. Right. So what you're saying is like, that's a byproduct of the shitty food that was being eaten. And then salt was kind of taking the blame for it. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So let's, well, let's shift this a little bit. So the six-week transformation of the garage room just came to an end. Uh, we're very, very proud. Steph Pocket was the winner. And, uh, you know, she, I think she lost over 20-something pounds. She she had uh, incredible changes. We didn't have access to the, uh, you know, the muscle uh, measuring devices that we've used in the past with Ben Graham. But you can tell from the eye test, so from looking at Steph's pictures, just an outstanding body transformation and so many other people. So we had 72 people join into this thing. It's a big tradition at the garage gym. And this one, we had to do it half online and people absolutely crushed it. I think 69 of the 72 people finished uh, and two of those people didn't even start. So I'm not even taking credit for losing. I'm not even taking the ownership for those people. But uh, the one person who didn't finish and 69 who did, it, who did finish, 
with absolutely incredible results. I think we lost over 800 pounds and some ridiculous amount of inches off people's waist in a matter of six weeks. And we talk about, you know, dieting and nutrition. We don't want this to be a diet. We want this to be a, we are teaching people how to eat properly for lifestyle, right? And we mentioned keto earlier. And I said, I'm not a scientist first, I'm a doer. I have done keto. Aesthetically, I saw some results. But what I didn't find is that like I was able to sustain that with a, you know, a Saturday afternoon when I want to have beers and some different kind of foods with my friends or uh, at a gathering, I would feel like shit. The other thing I noticed with keto was I didn't, uh, I didn't feel results in terms of, uh, or sorry, I didn't feel it for my performance that it was helping me. A guy who likes to lift heavy weights just didn't work for me in that regard. And the way I'm going with this is like, uh, Steph actually was a vegetarian or vegan when we started this. And this isn't, I'm not trying to get into the dogmatics of, uh, you know, what's best or what's right. I want people to do what makes them feel best. And, you know, I love a lot of vegans are also eating that way from, for uh, morale or for moral reasons. However, one thing with Steph, she noticed, and this is where I think that if you're a vegan or vegetarian listening, is uh, she wasn't getting enough protein. She was having a very hard time getting in protein and she decided to eat some meat to get there. I'm not telling everybody like, you know, Nikki is one of our trainers. She's a vegetarian and, you know, she eats, she's able to get her proteins in different ways. I'm just, what I'm saying is whether you are eating, you know, for whatever, whatever your dogmatic is, whatever you're choosing is that you still need to, to get in a certain amount of this and that, and make sure that no matter what you choose, you are getting there. Cause so Steph, you know, raising her protein, forget about it being meat, raising her protein was able to have some serious results. That was just uncanny. And it was just such a nice thing to see. And for her to actually, you know, create a positive relationship with some, some other foods that are making her feel better. Yeah. Like with, um, you got, can I cut in there, Tony? Yeah, yeah, man. I was waiting for you. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I I'm so, so like, proud of Steph. no, it's great. Oh, she did great. And like a big thing too, I find with like diets and we get caught up in the whole, what should we do situation? Like keto, this, that, I think every, every diet, every nutrition, everything you're going to decide, they all have amazing takeaways. And I think if we learn what works best for us and, and, and adapt occasionally, Oh, maybe, you know what, who's to say, who cares one week, let's say you're going to have no meat one week. Okay. That's fine. But like, don't, you know, don't be so high strung on the one, see how you feel, see how your body responds, see how your hormones are, your energy level, how you're sleeping. There's so many factors involved. Food is, food is medicine. And I've learned this a long time ago and I'm still, I'm still learning, but like we gotta just, the big thing is if we just chase health in general, if we're just chasing the healthy aspect of nutrition, we're going to be okay. Like the, the stress of figuring out, Oh, should I do, do, do keto or should I do high carb? Oh, should I do this? Oh, should I do that? The stress of that alone, I think is too much even on the body itself. So if we can just try to chase health, try to leave that umbrella and then go from there, it's awesome. Like Steph and what's good about Steph is she's, um, she's very good in the kitchen. The reason why she's amazing in the kitchen is um, I think the fact that she was uh, vegan, vegetarian. So when she went on that such strict pattern, she had to like really be resourceful and try to find uh, like make her way around in the kitchen, 
you know, learn how to create meals for her kids and her family. So I think that at the same time, some people might say that's a bad thing, but I think it's also a good thing because she's took away those skills in the kitchen to now she did six WT. We introduced protein in her diet. She's feeling better, looking better. She ever had. And now she's, she's got it all the all spectrum together. Right. Yeah. And I think people would just like make uh, have these like ideas in their head that are just false. Like, so people look at me and yeah, I post myself about grilling steaks and eating chicken and I eat so like that. If you looked at my plate, the amount of vegetables that are on my plate versus the amount of protein, the amount of like, you know, like, let's just call it like a standard protein, like a, a piece of chicken is like ridiculous. I have so much vegetables and that's I've, one of the hardest things. And that's why I always kind of laugh with that. I ask Nikki about this all the time with uh, vegetarians. It's like, how do you fit all that shit in your fridge? Because when you go to the, you got to buy your vegetables for these uh, programs that we're doing. It's like, there's so many vegetables. I can hardly fit this stuff. It's, it's a pretty funny thing. So I think you hit a, a really good point there. It's like, so now you're somebody who wants to get yourself in shape and you're looking at your neighbor. Your neighbor just lost, you know, 30 pounds, 40 pounds, 50 pounds, whatever it is. You kind of like, it's kind of like what you said with the salt and the processed foods. Okay. So, you know, let's just use, uh, we'll say the name is Bill. Bill lost 25 pounds. My neighbor, because he went on keto. Or Bill lost 25 pounds because he went to the garage and got on his macros or this or that. Well, is it the the name keto is it the vegan is it the the macro is it the you know whatever the other dieting things that they call these things or was it the fact that bill was 100 pounds overweight lost 25 pounds because all he did was cut like he the the truth is he restricted his calories and he cut out a lot of shitty foods you know like look at the bigger picture and then pick something that works for you for your preferences because if you don't like it you know if you don't like eating meat eating meat is not going to work for you right and if you don't like you know if you enjoy eating meat and you want to you know go on bed become a vegetarian just because somebody lost some weight it's probably not going to work for you it's got to be a, a positive association with it it's something that's same with fitness whether you like us or crossfit or you know or or f45 or whatever it is it's just like pick something that makes you want to go and you're going to get better until you get down to those fine details of like maybe now you only have five pounds to lose or you want like body composition change correct right yeah and like a big thing like you just got into like keto and everything and and that's fine like there's so many but if whatever works for you to make i think that we're lost in the fact that like we want the quick fix like everybody wants like oh i lost you know 20 pounds in two weeks. That's not realistic weight. People really need to un- and hone on that. Like what you're really dropping, believe it or not, is a lot of water, a lot of water retention, a lot of like fluids, hormone. Like when you start exercising and moving your body and eating better, like your body's starting to rev up its metabolism. It's starting to like shed away a lot of the first little bit it's water. And like, we got to understand that that's not realistic. And, and I think that if we just know that a big thing is society, we're not eating. And a lot of people, I don't know, how do I put this? We're actually, I don't want to get in the rabbit, rabbit hole too much with this, but we're not eating enough is really because our portion controls in society has completely skewered the fact of what is enough food and what's not enough food. Our eyes cannot always judge properly. Our stomachs are bigger. Like, how, how does that theory go? 
our eyes are bigger than our stomachs. Eyes are bigger than our stomachs. Yeah. Like yeah. So I think that, yeah, I think we screwed that up. And like, you know, money's a huge, everyone looks to money. Oh, how much can I get for this amount of food? That's not really, that's not really what we want to change. We want to be able to um, eat to function and what makes us feel better day in and day out is going to result to a better body composition in the sense of when I mean feel better, like I don't mean like that instant gratification of eating a cheesecake because you know damn well, 20 minutes later, you're going to feel lethargic and tired, or maybe you don't even know that feeling yet because you've done it for so long, right? So like when you stay consistent on something, you start learning about your body, you start adapting to what, 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 um, what food responds better to you. And like that little subtle decrease in weight, if you want to use weight as a scale, but like, if you want to use that, that like one pound or half a pound a week, or not even a pound a week, if you're, I always, uh, 6WT, this is one I told everybody, it was crazy. A lot of people has been eating more. The, the first thing they say, I've been eating more food than I've ever eaten before. And then they're looking, and then they're like uh, three weeks in, like, oh, I haven't, I've only dropped like two pounds. I go, okay. So you've eating more food than you ever ate before and you're not gaining weight or you're not, you're feeling better. You're doing better. Your energy's high. Your mood's good. You're not losing weight, but you ate more food than you ever ate before. Try to wrap your head around that one. That's what I kind of try to tell people, you know? Yeah, man. Crazy. And uh, for me, the, the food choices that we make at the garage gym, the programs we put people on, obviously I think it's the best. Obviously that's, that's, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing things for my members if I didn't think it was the best. And where does that come from for me? Not really from science so much as it does from how I feel. We believe in eating, you know, macro dense meals with foods that have been here forever with real foods. And I can tell you that all these things, all these different you know, we'll call them just fads, whether they're here to stay or not. I have no idea. Keep coming and going. The Atkins, the this, the that. And you know, the one thing that's always been here and always works, but it's fucking boring. It's boring and it causes all kinds of consistency is eating some protein, some fat, and some carbohydrate. And it works. And I know people are very scared of the word carbohydrate, but we just saw all kinds of people get incredibly lean and make incredible body transformations. Like there's a girl, uh, Morgan on my team, you know, I, I, she didn't lose an extravagant amount of weight. She looks completely different and, you know, and she's very happy with that. And that's, what's important. And her performance has gone up. She just passed the ESU test, which is like the first female, I think to ever pass, I think to get over all of the uh, obstacles. And she's now she's going to go for that time next. So that that's amazing. sustainable. And that is something that I know that if I mess up for a day or two, very simple to get back on track. And I also know that by eating the way that I eat is that if I go to a barbecue with my neighbors tomorrow, you know, or this weekend as the weather starts to get nicer, is that I can very easily go into their home and eat those very same things and not feel terrible about it. And then, you know, enjoy the one nutrition break for a couple of beers or, you know, maybe some chips and dip or whatever's out there. But like that's, it's simple, it's sustainable. And I really want to hit home with people is, you know, the 6WT people, if you're listening, one thing, and this sounds, it sounds mean, but Corey, you were hundred pounds overweight. It's very easy for your body to get back there, right? Cause you spent a lot of years overweight. 
I can't speak and say that, and it's not, and I'm not trying to be insensitive to anybody, but I, I, it's harder for me. It's very easy for me to gain 10 pounds and get back to where I am because my body has spent yeah. more time lean and, and looking the way that I do, okay, or the, that I have, maybe not the way I do now, but it's very easy for me. Yeah. So it's very easy if you spent 90% of your life one way to get back to the other. So that's why when we stopped the six weeks, it's very important for me to know that we've given you the tools, whether you choose to continue with them is on you. If you go back to what you're going to do, of course, if you start eating like shit again, I oh, mean, yeah. you'll gain probably 25 pounds in two months. Now I've dived deep into this one and I tried to like get it. I'll break this down as quick as I can and, and eat as lame in terms as I possibly can. But like, there's, I want to, don't call me on it. I think that there's two times in life we can't say it's time life Let, let's say we have okay we have fat cells on our body okay think of them as storage tanks all right you can you cannot destroy these fat cells like they're not destroyed they just shrink okay but you can create more by the term yo-yo dieting so like binge restrict binge restrict binge restrict binge restrict when you go back your butt you you restrict so much and then you binge your body's just, all that, all that energy that you just ate and all that food and all that, whatever crap you put in your body, it's just going to just store it. And it's going to create cells to have more storage tanks, which enhance bigger waistline, bigger chest, bigger, like, you know, where we store fat. So now I'm, I'm 300 pounds overweight. I know for sure. I have those fat cells in my body. I know this. Okay. Well, too bad for me. I have to be more uh, conscious on what I'm eating, what I'm doing to feel better at my optimal results. Like that's, that's it. So I can't, I can't, if I decide to go off the rails for a whole week or two weeks, know the fact in my mind, no, I have to know that, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to retain more body fat. Like I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel softer, easier and quicker than the, then the, let's say the gifted person that didn't have any body fat when they were young and like they stayed leaner, they're in that, that mesomorph type body figure. So like, I don't want to get too much in the weeds, but basically that binge restrict, binge restrict is just, you're just creating more fat cells and it's so easy for you to put back the weight on if you continuously do that. Right. Think about it as a, as a bank account. I love to use this analogy. It's a bank account. So you know, I started, I've been eating healthy for, thankfully, you know, I, people have heard this story. My father had some, uh, like a scare with some heart problems when I was younger, uh, some blood pressure issues. And my mom was like, you know, fuck this. We're eating, this is what we're eating, chicken, spinach, right? Like we like ate like people eat, like in fitness shows, right? Like we hit with it when I was young and it wasn't like normal then. It wasn't, you know, we, we weren't throwing mayonnaise on things. We we're eating like whole foods and, you know, uh, coming from my, my heritage, the good part of the Italian heritage was, you know, growing your own vegetables, all these things, right? So all that, all those years, I was putting money into my bank account, putting money in the bank account. You, when you were eating, you know, pastries and all these different things that you, you talked about on the other show you did with us, you were taking money out of your bank account. You were going into debt, right? So now, even though you've been eating healthy for, you know, years now, Corey, you know, say, let's just call it five years or whatever, you still, you're still paying back that debt. And now you're starting to build a little bit of a, of a savings, right? Whereas I have some savings. So if Corey and I now go off the diet for, 
not let's stop calling it diet. I guess if we've stopped eating healthy for 90 days or six months, I've got a lot more money to spend and Corey doesn't, right? So Corey's going to go back into debt sooner than he did because he spent a lot of years paying. This is just a real easy way to, to look at that is like, keep the more days, the more days that you eat properly, the more healthy choices you make, the more money you're putting to that bank account. So that, you know, the one day here and there that you don't, you don't feel it. You know, you go to Vegas, you don't feel the trip. If you're rich, you go to Vegas with the money, you really feel the trip, right? That's same kind of idea. Yeah. I'm going to take that second here to read in an ad. Uh, this ad is from a couple of six WT finishers, uh, Murray Insurance. Ian, though, I'm not sure I, I'm calling that a finish, man, if you're listening. But Kara definitely killed it. Ian, I'm not sure you finished <laughs> the program. I'm calling them out here. Uh, Ian, uh, Ian and Kara obviously are great garage gym OGs from Kingsville, Ontario. They sponsor the show. They're Southwestern Ontario's number one ranked yard insurance agency by their clients and they're owned by our very own Ian and Kara. Ian and Kara's team pride themselves on many high standards the garage gym members have come to expect. They're experts in the industry with over 100 years of combined experience. They are the best in customer service. They even have their own claim concierge service, which is exclusive to their clients. They focus on community, which is the thing that I love about them the most. They employ local team members and invest back into the Essex County community on a regular basis. They are a one-stop shop for everything to protect you, your family, and your assets with the best policies in the industry. Oh, and they also have incredible rates when you combine your home, auto, and other insurance policies with them. Go see Ian and Kara. I know Corey's a customer of theirs, and uh, give them a call today or send them a text at 519-733-2331 or check them out online at marieinsurance.ca. They're also on all social media platforms. Thank you, Ian and Kara, for your continued support of the gym and of this podcast. Go give them a shout. All right, so, Corey, let's talk about... Yeah. Other things. So while we're on the 6WT right. kick, another really cool thing that's happened, and this it's and this one's a big one for me because it's kind of proving proving some things for me, is the runners. The runners who have joined the 6WT have seen outstanding results and incredible changes in body composition, which means because they come in and they start lifting some weights, they're gaining a lot of muscle. And when they gain that muscle, they're actually reporting to us that they're running faster. So they're gaining muscle. They look way different. These people have been, we've had runners finish in the top three every year. It's incredible. We had another runner join out of nowhere this year, uh, Deanna, and she crushed it, you know, and, and it's just like, they also have, they bring with them into the weight room, uh, you know, aerobic base that most of us don't have, which allows them to actually even perform better with the weightlifting. So let's talk about that, Corey, weightlifting versus yeah. running and why we're seeing such a great change. And like, you know, it's not, I, I'm telling people like they don't need more cardio, they need more resistance training. Well, I think, I think a big thing with that, um, depending on the result, like the 6WT, so 6WT is transformation, body transformation. Now, a lot of people actually get the results of higher energy and they, they, they feel better. I think a big factor of that, obviously, is now they're fueling their body properly. But on top of that, the training aspect. So, like, when you look at running, running's a skill, just like weightlifting's a skill, right? I think that, like, they've perfected the skill, hopefully, of running. And then they go into the gym and they start putting on some muscle. So they're perfecting another skill there, which transfers into the running gait cycle. So like if you, we, we talk about it all the time, right? So as you're running, you're like one foot, 
to the other foot. So like we're, that transfer of power from your feet oh, through your core, like I'm not going to talk like I, I know everything, but I think that it transfers from on strengthening that transfer of power from let's say, let's say deadlifting. So we're deadlifting now we're transferring our power from our feet through our core up into our upper back. So like all that transfer of power has to transfer into the running. Right. So I think that's, that's where we miss. And I think a lot of people are missing. Like we should, I want to be better at running. I want to hammer running all day. I'm not saying not like run, but I'm saying like, we have to put our bodies in, in different areas to adapt to its strengths, right? Yeah. So when it comes to aesthetics, right, like you need it, it, the typical picture that you see on the mag on the magazine stand at the grocery store. You need some you need some muscle on your body to have to have that appearance. And uh, running can eat away at that, whereas muscle training will build that muscle, right? So these people, when I say they're having body confidence, they don't look like Schwarzenegger when they're done. They just look like fit, lean people. And the more you age, the more that that running is going to eat away at that muscle, right? And the more that's going to you know wear on your joints. So one of the people last year we had, so Todd Rankin who won the challenge. I mean, the guys, the, the amount he, I think he lost 13 pounds of weight, but gained 12 pounds of muscle mass. It was something ridiculous. I mean, that stat might be off, but it was something like ridiculous. And that, and so when you talk about Todd, like people talk about runners, but Todd is like, the guy runs marathons and ultra marathons. Like this is not just like your average every day, you know, 5k a day type person. This guy's like unbelievable. And adding that kind of muscle mass, he also gets on a bike. So if you can imagine what Corey was talking about there, he's like, I don't know, just say that Todd had, you know, adds half a pound of pressure, a force into the ground or into that pedal every time he steps or cycles the pedals. And now he's going, I, I don't have any stats in front of me, although I'd love to know how many steps are in a marathon. So now he generated that much more force on, you know, let's call it 100,000 steps. Well, of course he's going to go faster. Right. And, the, and even more easy to, to kind of see with your own eyes on a bicycle, like he's increasing the RPMs of that bike considerably. And over a course of a 50 mile race, whatever, uh, what is it, uh, on Ironman, 50 miles or something, right? Like how much more yeah. force is he going to create? Yeah. And like what you're saying there, Tony, and like, I get it. And see with the six WT, I think a lot of it and a lot of the runners coming in, um, running, we could talk about my whoop if you want, but what I've learned about like running, it's such a high stress. Like I cannot believe how much running is a stress on the body. Uh, that's one of the biggest takeaways I took away. What strain if they deal with strain, but anyways, I, the stress alone, the constant pounding, the cement and the grinding through that long run, the stress it puts on your body. It's like, it, it bogs you down completely. So a lot of people coming in, the runners, especially like they're so not used to like having so, so less strain on the body, but, but feeling better when they leave, they, they don't feel so inflamed. So like that running on the pavement, like pounding on the, on the knees, like you're achy, you're sore after you don't want to move. Like you're just, you're destroyed. So like that goes to show like feeling goes a long way. How you feel makes a big difference. I think on like a lot of your training, like it, it, it's not always like how bad can I 
destroy myself today. I just, you want to leave the gym and your exercise kind of sometimes almost feeling energized. And like, I think if people try to think about that a little bit better, you won't overkill yourself or you won't retrain. And then you'll give your body the opportunity to like not pare down muscle because it's, it's, it's trying to uh, not use so much energy or just like put on some sculpt the body and like change it a little bit and like use that strength to develop more muscle, you know? Right. And it's not just running it. It's, it's cardio in general. So that you don't just, just doing cardio is your sole purpose for exercise is not likely going to get you the aesthetic results that you're looking for. You know, it, if you're running a race and you're running a marathon, you need to run all the time. Yes. A hundred percent. You have a very specific goal in mind and yes, your heart health is going to be there, but your joint health is going to suffer. And the amount of muscle you carry is going to suffer, especially over time. So I think that's something very important to realize when you're making the decision on your training. Yes, we all, unfortunately, meatheads like you and I still need to do cardio. Okay, and that's something that's a whole other issue and a whole other topic for a bunch of other people. Like Frank Scott, we're trying to hit that home. Like, hey, you still need a healthy heart. You still need to breathe. You still need to do these things. The other thing about the, the long distance cardio is it, you constantly, it's, it, it's not as much bang for your buck. So we talked about the bank account too. So, you know, for me to go out and get the same kind of workout in as a run, I constantly have to go farther or faster, right? Which takes a lot of time. So if I got to go out and run 10K, you know, that's going to take me X amount of hours or, you know, amount of minutes. And you got to constantly pick that up. So that's why, you know, living on front road, seeing the same people go by every day, they don't look any different because every day they run the same distance at the same pace. So great for the heart, probably great for the mental health. You know, I'm sure out on a run, I know for me, it's a lot of thinking goes involved. I'm not saying don't, don't run. Okay. What I'm saying is don't make it your soul, your soul uh, means of exercise and performance based, right? Muscle will burn calories. Well, a good workout will burn calories for the rest of your day, right? A good strength resistance workout. Yeah, because like the running and the cardio, the milk bag cardio, if you want to call it, Tony, but like yeah. the part of that is like milk bag. If you think about it, it makes sense. Like you're softer. So like that type of running, like you're just going to pare down your muscle. Your, bo your body wants to use less energy for that run so you can go farther. So it's just, it's not going to build the muscle. It's just going to just pare it down, take it away and, and, it's doing its job because you're letting it do its job, right? So you need to get in there and like strength chain, keep that muscle in the body. That's going to keep us living longer, healthier, better, less stress. Like muscle is muscles gold and we got to learn how to keep it on our body. Yes. And it stays and it's going to help you, you know, uh, keep you from getting injured when you're older. Like it is not about today it is about long-term. I want, you know, I, I mean, well, my mom's listening. I want to be like my mom. I want to be, you know, in my, you know, mid to late sixties and still be able to go in and kick it, you know, kick a workout's ass, still be able to go for a long bike ride, a long walk and come into the gym and lift weights like she does. And that's, I think why she's going to continue to stay healthy for longer. So I, we talk about, you mentioned your whoop. I do want to get into that a little bit. We're not sponsored by whoop. I don't wear a whoop. But I think it's very important for some people, PAGs, if you're listening, okay, uh, you know, your little group, PAGs, at least you, people who really kind of like, like to really burn that candle is, it's almost like a little bit of a leash on you guys. 
and uh, treating health as your most valuable asset. I think that that's the one thing if I was going to look to you and say like you treat health as your number one asset. I don't always do that. And I know that's something that we could all pick up from you. And so you notice, you said you noticed the strain from the sleeping. I know I was having a conversation with Elise. She said she couldn't know, she couldn't believe the difference in her whoop recovery. So whoop measures recovery. You can talk about that a little bit. Yeah. It says where you're at, but like how much a drink or two, not even a binge, like a drink or two of alcohol affects you for a few days. That's crazy to me, which is, you know, follows me. So go ahead, Corey. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, hey, so I'm still learning so much about Whoop. It took, believe it or not, it took me a long time to get one of these. So what is it? It's like a little like, bracelet. It's like a bracelet. It's it's not a watch, okay? And the big reason why I bought Whoop is because if I'm gonna buy a tracker, I want the tracker to do its job and track my strain, track my calories, track. I don't want it to tell me my time. I don't want it to tell me when to wake up. I don't want none of that the calendar. I don't want to talk on it. I want it to do its job. So that's a big reason why I, I don't know, I'm not, I'm promoting Whoop right now, but that's a reason why I bought my big reason why I bought it. Now getting into the weeds with Whoop, I'm learning so much about it. It's a big thing is it measures your heart rate variability. And what that is, is it's, it's your autonomic nervous system. So you're, it's your seconds between beats on your heart. Now, the more seconds in, in beats are uh, more seconds between beats in your heart means you have a uh, bigger heart, like um, a greater heart rate variability and a smaller, so I'm saying this right. So that the smaller number, the smaller seconds between beats is you have a, a lower heart rate variability. What that means is like you have more beats throughout the day and which causes more strain on the body. So, it's sometimes like, you know, you can feel yourself strained, but I got this tracker to kind of almost like some days I didn't feel really strained mentally, but my tracker's kind of telling me I am. So maybe I'll read into that a little bit. And, and I have, I've learned a lot with it. And um, yeah, seeing what workouts cause more strain on the body, which is impressive. My recovery. So like a big part of my recovery is so like alcohol and like, even like, believe it or not, eating before bed, some people are different, right? This, this tracker, what I like about it, it tracks, it's specific for me and it's third party tests that they send out all the, all the, all the research they'll find on your, on your body and they'll send it and they'll bring it back. But what it is, is like, even eating before bed, I need to give myself a four to five hour gap before bed. If I eat anything, I can for sure wake up in the morning with a, like a, a low, like a, my heart, I'm in the yellow, which is red, yellow, green. There's a certain percentage how recovered you are. Um, I'm definitely in the yellow. So I know that like eating before bed crushes me, drinking before bed or drinking in general crushes me. So I'm right, still so learning a lot when your body it. When your body's in fight or flight versus rest and digest in like simple, simple terms, right? Right, 100%. so people understand like, workout a workout of stress it's not necessarily like it, it's 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 stress reducing stress in the body which is going to help like cortisol and all these other things to now have when you rest after a good workout that is where you're actually going to get your gains your results your progress right so a lot of people are doing these great workouts and that's why i'm a big believer in you know i don't go hard more than four times a week because then your body's always in that fight or flight, right? So you want to make sure that your body's getting proper rest or digest. 
somebody who burns on a, you know, a high energy guy like you and Pags are probably like, you guys are probably case studies at Whoop right now, but I think yeah. it's a great term. And I, you know, Lisa said to me the other day, she's like, cause I, I was all over it cause she's got her Monday. We have our big, you know, uh, Monday morning workouts and she's part of the strength squad. And she said, you know, she's like, no, I'm actually, I'm in the green. I, I'm good. I'm going to go for a light run and I'll, I'll make sure. And she's able to actually now, you know, for her, a person who just feels like she's always got to go, go. She's actually, actually able to do some science and say like, oh, she's still okay to hit her big lift because we were going like, we we're going to be hitting 90% lifts on the Monday morning. I was real concerned she's leaving for a run. And that's like different with everybody and it comes down to your fitness level. And I, I like that, how that's how that works. And you're now, you're using, you know that you're, you know, you stopping is a little bit of your weakness. And that's where you said something about, you know, the phones and the watches. I just don't get it. Man. And for me, I'm not going to, you're not going to see me wear one of those things that's going to, Phone is already my biggest weakness. And it is for, I'd say, almost everybody I talk to. Now you're gonna put it on your wrist and even be more accessible to your text, to your calls, to all that other stuff. Man, think about what you're doing. Do everything you do for a purpose and to better yourself. So uh, speaking of bettering yourself, Stephen Kidd, financial advisor, if you wanna better your finances and things, this is the guy to talk to. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen to you? Is your strategy personalized for, your, for you and your family? We talk about personalization is so important. And will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? When you work with Stephen Kidd, your local Edward Jones financial advisor, he focuses on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And you'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact Stephen Kidd today at 519-734-8599. That's 519-734-8599. Edward Jones, member of Canadian Investor Fund. So last, the six-week transformation, uh, we came, we put everybody into teams. So we, this year we did it like a, a high school cafeteria, we call it. So we divided people up based on like what they do for a living or how they're, you know, we had the, the, the free spirits, like, you know, the hippie people. We had, the, you know, the, the, the people that are more into like growing vegetables and uh, farms. And I was in charge of the guns and hoses, the cops team. Cops and First of all, how... Hold on, Tony. How did hell did you get that that name in there for the cafeteria? That's what I was yeah. trying to figure out. Oh, the girls came out. I've never seen that show. It's Mean Girls or something. But that YouTube flick we watched on it was hilarious. So the guns and hoses, man. We freaking crushed it. They're in first place. I couldn't believe it. It's the first time I've had a team win. Uh, and it's not me. It, it was them. But one of the cool things for me with coaching them, and I know because you're a first responder, the one I feel like I'm giving back to the people who really helped me establish this place. But two, we really encourage people to stay off the freaking scale for the whole six weeks. But what they had, which is the best for body composition, is they all wear belts to work. And a police belt, I don't know about fire belts, but police belts are a motherfucker to adjust. So like you don't adjust that police belt. You could cram yourself into it or lose a few pounds. You are not changing that belt because it's like an hour long process to move your guns, to move your mags, to like adjust these belts and not just like cinch down belt. And the belts were hanging off of these people. And they're, so they were, they were seeing the motivation. They were getting the, the, the tactile or visual feedback without having to actually step on the scale. Because if they're stepping on the scale, they probably wouldn't have felt as great about themselves. You know, like I, I mentioned Morgan, maybe not yeah. losing like as much weight as a lot of people, but her body transformation was ridiculous, but she was seeing it and getting that, like that positive feedback without having to do something. That's like, maybe in the future, we should just have people wear belts around that they can't adjust. 
Well, like even when you said about the cops, like with the the belt, yeah. So fire guys got Crawford would definitely uh, test. He this. killed it too, Craig. Man, wow. Yeah. See his body. And I, he lost twenty pounds, but he's also like ripped. He's got full out abs. I know, and I can guarantee he puts his bunker pants on. So he puts the, you know the pants, the straps, or whatever. And you have a buckle there, but you also some guys, and it happens. And I'm just being true. It they'll leave that zipper unzipped because they can't. They can't buckle it. Okay. So when they're, if they're doing, they'll buckle it if they go in the structure fire. But then again, like it's uncomfortable. So when, if they're just bumming around, they're going to leave it unbuckled. And I know for sure that Velcro and that, that, that zip up, it's not all the way. And I can guarantee he felt his bunker pants a little like looser, 100%. That's amazing. So here's a little shameless plug. If you are a first responder, I love working with you guys. I've got a lot of online people right now. I also have a lot of online people that want to become first responders. So I am more than willing to work with you. Obviously, there is some kind of cost to that, but I'm more than willing to work with you guys to uh, help you meet your goals and live that tactical life so you can be healthy for your family, for yourself, and to serve the people you took an oath to protect. So thank you, Corey, for coming on with me today, man. I don't know if you got anything else, but I think we can call that a wrap. It was a pretty good show. Man, thanks, Tony. That was fun. I love this and I uh, appreciate you having me on and hopefully it helps a bunch of people. And I, I just love talking about this stuff. So reach out. Yeah, man, anybody has any questions, I don't mind talking about it. You know me. So yeah, man, in the next near future, Corey's taking on an even more prominent role in our fuel program at the Garage Gym. And uh, he'll be, I think, you don't know this yet, but you'll be helping me directly with the Tactical Life program and the nutrition that goes behind it because that is not my strength. Yeah, I just know that I know the real rocks and uh, the nuts and bolts, I guess I know, but Corey knows how to uh, tighten them down. So thanks, Corey. And yeah, if you guys need help, if you want to talk more about any of this stuff, as always, hit us up. And uh, last but not least, you see I'm wearing my HQ Nutrition hat today. HQ Nutrition, go there, high quality products for a great price. And you can use my code TANGO15 to save 15% on your online order. That's Tango 15, capital T-A-N-G-O, all caps, number 15. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Cheers to you, Corey. We'll see you at the gym tomorrow, man. All right, peace. Now is the time to take action. Now's the time to do more and be more. 